Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Starbucks, former CEO who was running for president, big splashy oh, 60 yeah. minutes. Schultz. Whatever happened to him, he has had no appearance, no tweet or Facebook ad since April. Nobody knows if he's still running or not, if he's just laying low or what he's doing, but right. he has done nothing since April. Somebody said he a has a, had a health problem and to get an operation or something, but... It doesn't mean you can't have your people out beating the bushes and tweeting and the rest of it. Yeah, he had a happy D-Day tweet, or here's respect to the troops, and that's the only communication from him at all. You egotistical billionaire Some people say he was scared off. Davos! Some people say he was scared off by that. He ran into some uh, protesters and stuff and lost his uh, mojo. Wow. Easily discouraged. Yeah, we'll see. I thought he was an intriguing guy. I, I kind of hope he sticks around, but we'll see. There's a story that a bunch of people uh, sent us or making a big deal about. The high school valedictorian is raising concern after she claimed that her principal intentionally turned her microphone off during her speech. Well, yeah, he did. He absolutely did. Uh, Ruha Hagar, a senior at Emmett J. Conrad High School in Dallas, Texas, uh, she was making a speech to the kids that were murdered in senseless mass shootings, to Trayvon Martin. Tamir Rice and all the other children who became victims, she said in the video. Before she could finish her sentence, however, her mic appeared to cut off. She's seen looking around, tapping her microphone, and finally going back to her seat. When the principal got up, the microphone appears to be working again. Suspicious. Now, listen to this. <laughs> yeah, listen to this. My valedictorian speech was cut short because I said the names of black children who'd become victims of police brutality. Our principal signaled for my mic to be turned off as soon as I said Trayvon Martin and Tabea Rice and played it off as a technical difficulty. Pathetic. Um, she also mentioned kids across the glo- globe. Young people th- are so tiring with their trying to change the world. Kids across the globe affected what, by why war, Why don't you just famine, give up young people and accept things the way they are? <laughs> persecution and child labor. Now, she showed her speech to the principal and was directed to remove that section because it was too political for a high school graduation. Yeah, nobody that wants that. That being said... Nobody this, wants that in her high school graduation speech. That being said, the senior said she was still shocked that she was not permitted to finish her speech. Darling, why would you be shocked? How could you possibly be shocked? Everybody knows you have to run the speech by the administration. They said, no, you got to take that part out. You put it back in. They turn off your mic. I'm still shocked they turned off. How could you possibly be shocked? You're an idiot. I don't mind you doing it, honestly. Listen, you're committed. You're tiresome as hell, but you're committed. So you thought, you know what? I'm going to say it. And they shut off your mic. The, the only thing about the story that offends me is her acting like it was somehow undeserved and, and, and well, shocking. 
Terrible. How dare they? Oh, please. Oh, hey, one quick note to the good folks. Well, especially this time of year, we've received quite a number of emails about how their uh, local high school has uh, done away with the valedictorian thing Mm. and instead gives it to eight people or has eliminated it completely. And everybody says, hey, guys, look at this. It's the everybody gets a trophy thing. And at first blush, it is. But I'm here to tell you that is not not true. It is a good idea. And I only know this because I was immersed in the world of high school academic super achievers for a couple of years. Thanks to uh, my youngster, who we refer to as the family genius. Um, When you have the one valedictorian system, here are the unforeseen consequences. And this is rampant now. Number one, cheating. People are so desperate. The tail so wags the dog. People are so desperate to be the valedictorian. They cheat. They shy away from hard classes. They they decide not to take. I don't doubt that a bit. The honors classes and the really tough stuff that would really mold them into a you know a really good college student, really you know uh, academic achiever in the future. They chicken out on that stuff, and and it's just the tail starts to wag the dog. And the other, I, I remember even way back in my high school. Trust me, I was not in the running for any of this. But the top two or three people, they were constantly aware of their grade point average in this class and that in class. Right. I mean, the rest of us weren't paying any attention really at all. Right. But uh, they, they would just, it was a daily thing for the top couple that were going back and forth. And you even have there's, there's no upside to that, I don't think. to undermine each other to get ahead. The best offense is a good defense. Uh, so you got that. And the other thing is, and this is a little more esoteric, I guess, but um, uh, I had a uh, high school English teacher who said to me one day, um, as I as always turned in my rough draft, and listen, this is not bragging. You're, you're born with the brain you got. I've always been very verbal since I was a little kid, and I could write easily. And you know how hard it is for most people to write effectively, especially in high school. Well, I could, I could write really well in high school. And I turned in a paper once that was clearly one of the better, if not the best one in the class. And he said, B minus. I said, what are you talking about a B minus? I went to see him after the class. And he said, I know you and I know how much better you can do than this, which is by modern standards, wildly unfair and inappropriate. How could he do that? That's wrong. And if I were going for valedictorian, which I was not, um, <laughs> I'd have been pissed. But he said that, and he challenged me, and he said, you can do better, show me. Toss my paper back at me. I'm like, you son of a, we, I'm going to, I better, I, and I tried harder. And you don't want to give up that kind of experience in your life because you're desperate for a number on a little printed form that makes you the valedictorian. It's just become crazy. It, the tail is wagging the dog. It becomes less about education and learning and more about that honor. So, you know what I like that high schools are doing now? They're doing the college thing. Uh, you're magna cum laude. You're in the top tier. Or you're summa cum laude or whatever. Or, or uh, never come back again, laude. Uh, like uh, the two of us. But I like that system better. I just think it's smarter. Hmm. So I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate everybody's vigilance against the absolutely idiotic, ruinous, corrosive. Everybody no, gets a trophy. The, ever, culture. the everybody gets a trophy portion of schooling, from what I read, because I haven't had kids in high school yet, or even into really get into grading yet, is the A inflation. That's the everybody the gets inflation? a trophy stuff. The yeah. grade inflation. That's the percentage of people that are straight A students has <laughs> exploded over the years. Right. That's the that's a bigger problem. Yeah. Boy, yeah. did. 
you don't you don't do anybody any favors by by making you think as a 16 year old oh yeah i'm a straight a student so i'm clearly going to have an easy life where i succeeded everything right when you're really just slightly above average maybe compared to 30 years ago mm-hmm. because they give out a's so easy. you're not you're not it's not helping anybody right right a another college oriented story here this gladdened my heart I hate lawsuits and I hate overly large uh, awards. I don't hate all lawsuits. I hate, uh, you know, frivolous lawsuits. Um, But an Ohio jury has ordered Oberlin College to pay $11 million to a bakery, which we talked about on this show, which said it was libeled and wrongly accused of racially profiling students. This is the deal where there were three black students who tried to steal and otherwise illegally obtain wine from the bakery. And the the uh, the head guy there at this family business stopped them, busted them for shoplifting, was accused of racial profiling, and there were g- giant protests sponsored by and encouraged by a university. And even after the three black students came out and said, "No, there's no racial profiling. We were trying to steal." Um, the the protest continued, and the university made weak, mealy mouth statements about how well we still need to be vigilant. Blah blah blah. Well, the jury just found him wildly, wildly irresponsible and negligent and, and you know, ordered this giant uh, payment to the, the bakery, which is good. It's good. They were so race-baity, social justice warrior. Oh, it's just, it's crazy. It reminds me of this sign, speaking of things that people have been sending in uh, in large numbers. Where is that? I will find it. There it is. This is a sign that's uh, appearing on light poles in uh, Portlandia. When you date a white, it's not all right. Propagation of whites is propagation of hatred, oppression, homophobia, sexism, transphobia, racism, and ableism. This will not be tolerated. You have been warned, Emerald City Antifa. When you wow. date a white, it's not right. Wow. Don't never, ever trust whitey. Yeah. Harsh clan style racism wow. on display in Portland and uh, encouraged or overlooked by the authorities because it's from the left. Wow, that is that is scary stuff. You right don't there. want justice. You don't want diversity. You just want to hurt. You're just you're as bad. You're as serious a racist as any racist who's that ever is racist. Seriously scary stuff oh, yeah. right there. Yep. Yep. The wonderful, beautiful city of Portland has lost its mind. You can't treat racism. Uh, any differently depending on who it's coming from, what direction it's aimed at. You just can't. Oh, no. You think you can, but you are a fool. You are truly an idiot. On the other hand, Sonic now has cake cake batter shakes, which sounds pretty good. Oh, what the what? Uh, Also, there's there's been a conclusion to one of those, you know, police shot a guy, killed him, or her in this case, was it justified? Should they go to jail? That sort of stuff. One of those that was in the news a lot. The conclusion happened over the weekend. We hit you with that and among other things. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't remember if you, uh, I don't know if you remember this photo op. 
Trump and Macron, the leader of France, Vive la France, with shovels out in front of the White House planting a uh, symbolic friendship tree. You had both of them, both two men in their suits and wingtips with shovels putting a little dirt on a tree as their... So the Germans could march in the shade, or is that a different joke? <laughs> as their leggy wives in short skirts stood by in the grass in their high heels? Yes. One of them has a wife that's three times his age. The other one has a wife that's a third his age. Right. It's completely reversed. Anyway, the... She is not 130, you liar. <laughs> the, uh, the symbolic friendship tree has died. Oh, but no! It, you know, that's bad juju! Yeah. I don't know a lot about juju, but that's got to be bad. It's not easy to keep trees alive. Always, I've had, I've, had, I've, I've lost a lot of trees over the yeah, years. Yeah, but the White House has a staff. Do you have you a staff? Think, no, you I have no staff. Oh, no, I don't know. We had a tree die the other day. Can't figure it out. It sucks. It was thriving. Now it's dead. Uh, this is a horrible story. Horrible story, but uh, it's the conclusion of a story we talked about back when it first happened. So, do you remember how this all went down? Is up in Minnesota. And you, you got a cop showing up um, uh, late at night. There was a 911 call. This woman called and said she thought she was hearing a sexual assault. Police show up in an alley. He, he says he hears a tapping at his door. He turns. He sees a woman. He shoots her. He kills her. Well, this was the, the, the woman turned out to be the person that called 911. And she was just there to say, yeah, I'm the one who called the police. And the sound came from over there. Right. And he turned and shot her. It's just, and it's unthinkable. It's, it's just awful. And, and he says, that the, the police, well, the policeman, skipping to the headline, he was sentenced Friday to 12 and a half years in prison, which is a long time. Yeah. He says, I knew in an instant I was wrong, which has just got to be, an, I, you, you can't even imagine what that oh, feeling would please. be like. You immediately know, oh, geez. Yeah. What have I done? He said, um, he told the court he can't apologize enough for taking the life of a perfect person, sentenced to 12 and a half years in prison for shooting an unarmed woman. As she walked toward her his 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 squad car, uh, the argument on his side was: Look, nothing is going to be served by him going to prison. Any amends he can make for the this death, he can only make on the outside. How is putting him in prison helping anything? Uh, right. The, what was clearly bad judgment? I mean, he he should not only never be a cop again. He, right. He shouldn't own a gun, probably. Yeah, I don't think he should be allowed to ball a fist up. I don't know. The rest of his life. But anyway, that's the result of how that story went down. The ACLU was making the argument that it was racism because he is black. He's Somali. And it was a white woman that got shot. And they say that wouldn't have happened in a reverse situation. So, What wouldn't have happened? If the races were reversed. What wouldn't have that happened? That the cop wouldn't be going to jail. Ah, okay. Yeah. Wouldn't have been charged with murder and just sent to jail to clarify, for 12 and a half yeah, years. Whether it was the shooting or... Okay, the AS, Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Well, you know, that's an interesting question, actually. Given, I mean, there was just zero intent. I mean, you can't, uh, this guy, as far as I know, never displayed any antipathy toward white people. No, there's none of that. It's it's a tough one, though. I mean, I realize if I have a gun in here and I'm showing you all a gun and it goes off and I kill somebody, I get charged and go to jail for it. Right. But does the world get anything out of him going to prison for 12 and a half years? Does society get anything out of that? Well, at a certain level, uh, negligence needs to be punished because it makes people more careful, theoretically. Yeah, he sounds, <laughs> I mean, I could read more of his quotes, but it's only sad. He sounds like he's pretty punished. Uh, he's punishing himself pretty well and will be for the rest of his life, yeah. as, as you would. That's a tough one. Well, there's no justice. No. How could no. there be? No. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's too bad. That's too bad. Nobody wins, Jack. So I mentioned I went took my kids to see the Pets too. 
And one of the previews is for this movie yesterday. Have you seen the ads for this? The premise yeah. of this yeah. is crazy. Looks fantastic. I so heard about it. The guy gets it. in a car wreck, bike wreck, whatever he does, knocks himself out. And uh, when he comes to, he's a musician. He's a failing musician. Okay. He comes to out of his coma, and he's sitting around playing a, a Beatles song for some people uh, sitting around. And they say, wow, that's a great song. When did you write that? When, what are you talking about? It's a Beatles song. Yeah. Who now? And he quickly realizes over time, Googles it and everything like that, that for whatever reason, he woke up in the world where the Beatles never existed. <laughs> he remembers the Beatles and all their songs, but Why? they don't. Wow. And then so he starts performing Beatles songs, and he becomes the world's greatest pop sensation. Wow. <laughs> and, and I don't quite understand wh- how the movie ends. It seems to have a lot to do with he and his girlfriend were well, doing... Yoko a- shows up, and <laughs> Ring- Ringo comes along and beats him senseless. He and his girlfriend are doing fine when you're struggling, and then he becomes a giant pop star, and they go apart. It's got something to do with just relationships. Oh, my right? God, it's a rom-com. Yeah. Oh, I should have <laughs> seen tricked me. Coming. But it's got Ed Sheeran in it, uh, yeah. who suggests the title, Hey Dude, which looks kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but it's just, what a weird, weird premise that uh, that is. And as a, a crappy musician, it makes me think... How many Beatles songs could I figure out and remember the words to if I was in this situation? Oh boy. <laughs> Some, but I don't know if I don't know if I could come up with all of them. Oh, I know I couldn't come up with all of them. Yeah, you and then come work up them with out. reasonable facsimiles, probably. <laughs> I could leave out the one about being a walrus, for yeah, instance. Right. No, that's my favorite. <laughs> you rube, you know nothing. But Number it's nine. Funny. It's Number nine. No, that's idiotic. <laughs> what a, that's drugs. What a weird idea for a movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. Uh, what's coming up in your news, but March? it's all to support a rom-com. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> what's coming up in your news, March? Trump taking a victory lap after the Mexico tariffs standoff and a million people taken to the streets of Hong Kong protesting China's power grab. Yeah, this is some story. we got to keep our eye on China. we got to start treating China like we used to look at the Soviet Union. Oh, a threat to world safety. Clearly. To Just because we're doing business with them doesn't change that. Threat to everyone's freedom around the globe. Armstrong and Getty. Story I reported last week was not what it first appeared to be. The reporting was wrong. Be worth getting back into that because it caused quite a bit of discussion. Right now, the news with Marshall Phillips. Uh, President Trump doubling down on his tariff strategy after working out a deal with Mexico on border security. Now, today, the president said everyone is trying to get money from the U.S. and tariffs are a beautiful thing when you are the piggy bank. If we didn't have tariffs, we wouldn't have made a deal with Mexico. We got everything we wanted, and we're going to be a great partner to Mexico now because now they respect us. They didn't even respect us. They couldn't believe how stupid we were with what's going on. Trump saying his threat to impose tariffs on Mexico encouraged the country to agree on immigration enforcement. So we're going to be essentially using, to a large extent, the very powerful immigration laws of Mexico. And Mexico wants to do a good job. They're moving 6,000 soldiers to their southern border. President suggesting in tweets today that uh, more was agreed to by Mexico than was revealed in the Friday announcement. He said that would be announced at, quote, the appropriate time. Ooh, a secret agreement. Yes. Do you believe there's something there? Cut rate avocados. I'm happy with what has been announced. I don't need more, but um, you think there's something more? Yeah. Yeah, it's always about enforcement. You know, you agree to something, but what if you don't do it? Right. A crowd estimated to be up to a million people flooded the streets of Hong Kong yesterday to protest a proposal that would allow people to be extradited to mainland China to face trial. 
Hong Kong has been an autonomous territory of China since the British colonial authorities handed it over back in 1997. Now, if this proposal goes through, criminal suspects to be extradited to China would include political dissidents who could essentially be swiped off the streets with no real form of due process. Well, right. It's the end of Hong Kong being any of that stuff you just said, semi-autonomous or yep. on their own, whatever. Where that, that would be completely over. It's been a bit of a joke for a while now. As we mentioned earlier, they're, all their independent bookstores are now closed, or the, the people that owned them either disappeared or went to prison or... They were smart enough to close on their own, so they didn't disappear or have to go to prison. I mean, but if you can't have a bookstore where you have, you know, books that are selling around the world because they say something nasty about China, well, then, you know, how semi-autonomous are you? Right. Emphasis on semi. China's chipping away, chipping away at any independence, any rights they have. They're doing it systematically. They're taking a long view. They'll have uh, Taiwan or uh, Hong Kong thoroughly in their grasp soon enough. The supporters of the idea say it will keep Hong Kong from becoming a haven for criminals if we can just sweep them off the streets. Wow. And take them away. Yeah. Well, from a uh, totalitarian regime's point of view, anybody who advocates any sort of liberty is a criminal. Joe Biden leading a crowded field in the race for the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination in a new Iowa poll. At last check, there are 23 candidates in the running. Former vice president is a favorite of 24% in this Des Moines poll. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders comes in second. He's got 16%. Elizabeth Warren's third at 15%. She's charging. She's shaking off the whole uh, fake Indian thing, I think. It's really not fair to label it as second, third, and fourth when they're 16, 15, and 14. It's a statistical tie. So Buttigieg, Warren, and Sanders all tied for second. Which is significant, because Warren, everybody thought that was over. Buttigieg, nobody knew who he was two months ago. Bernie has as big a name recognition as anybody in the country, and he's holding steady. And you got a number of other candidates that came in at 1% or less, and that includes New York Mayor uh, Bill de Blasio, who stands at 0% from Sounds Democratic. Sounds right. <laughs> from Actually Democratic got voters. zero. Yes. But if, if Joe's right and Biden falters, I don't think he's going to. But if he falters... Where does that go? You got three people tied for second. Where does that support go? It's got to go somewhere. Mm. I declared her dead. Will it be evenly dispersed, or is there one of them that's more Biden? I don't know. I have no idea. It's it's wide open, I'll tell you that. I see uh, Liz Warren is the the top of the heap of that second tier. We'll see, though. Man, she's got some really out there lefty proposals for the rest of America. Oh, yeah. By by, by mainstream standards. Yeah. As does Bernie, and Pete is far left of where the people think he is because he's so, you know, charming and bright and natural. People get swept up in the personality thing, and the, ask ask the typical even Iowa voter what Pete stands for, and their mm-hmm. like, ideas will be much more vague than like what did Barack Obama stand for? He got elected president. He, he, what do you need to and stand hope for? And change and yeah. white guilt. HBO's miniseries Chernobyl's getting a lot of buzz, and that is spilling over into other areas. The real Chernobyl. A Ukrainian nuclear power plant that was the site of the April 1986 disaster is now becoming an ever-increasingly popular tourist destination. And with the tourists, well, come some cautions because the uh, area is still uh, what is uh, called an exclusion zone, meaning it is still radioactive in part. Yeah, uh, for for tourist destinations, I'm not putting nuclear disasters high on my list. No, you're not going to take the overnight flight to Fukushima when you're done? 
Come on. One disaster tour company told Reuters it's seen a 40% increase in booking since the Chernobyl miniseries debuted in May. No longer need a flashlight. You glow. You can charge your phone by putting it in your back pocket. Yes. There you go. Anyway, the Warriors are going to be traveling to Toronto tonight in hopes of extending their series against the Raptors and uh, giving the uh, maybe giving the Oracle one last home game if they win. Dubs in Game 4 as the Raptors took a three-games-to-one advantage. The game's going to be tonight at 6 p.m. Kevin Durant. That's may- the that's the whole story. The yep. whole story is does Kevin Durant play or not? Does he? I don't know. I'll tell you what, it's totally unfair in Toronto because the, the Raptors have the, like this covered entrance they go in. The visiting team has to fight its way through all the polar bears to get to the arena there in Canada. Do the Warriors win if Durant plays? Sean? I have no idea how he's going to play. Right. At your news. He hasn't played in over a month. Right. Has he been exercising, or is he in the same shape as I am? Yeah, boy. One minute into the game. Oh, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> a breather. That's your How news. about DeMarcus Cousins, cousins with yeah. two fouls and three turnovers in the first minute of the game? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rough start. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> happens. From the polar bear bites. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I can't see a foreign land winning our world championship. It just uh, rubs me the wrong way. Remember the trophy. That'll be the rallying cry as we pour across the border <laughs> to exact our revenge. Going to invade Canada. Because yes. They, uh... Yes. Take out Toronto and Montreal. The rest will fall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would imagine they would. Mostly because uh, Canada'd be too polite. You'd 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 encircle Ottawa, and they'd say, "I don't know why you bother to invade. You're welcome here." Oh, I do need to straighten up a fairly big story from last week that I that I mentioned. I, it's not my fault. I I read it as it was written, but it was written poorly. It was written completely wrong. It was it was completely wrong. By I lied. Way, those... I lied to you. I misled you. Oh my! It was fake news. Oh, those keeping track. I think I know what story this is. This will certainly be the grimmest moment of. Uh... Radio, you'll hear all day. Well, I'll straighten it out very quickly. We don't need to get into any details. No doubt about that. Nathan Lane with kind of a funny joke for a mom who brought her son to a vulgar play, which I found entertaining. Mm. And uh, more of the issues that matter to Iowans, do they matter to you? The Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. God, I hate when the autofill fills in something you didn't want. Oh, please. Happens all the time. Sometimes it's fantastic, but sometimes it's like, that's not even close to what I wanted. <clears throat> ah. We're changing if to of. Yeah. I also like it. Yeah. Yeah. That. That. When you. Yeah. That one I don't get because they're both perfectly good words. You know, here's a artificial intelligence for you. At one point, my phone was constantly trying to change y'all into talk. And finally, uh, it ge- became convinced. Sometimes I say, hey, when y'all coming over? Now, every time I type talk, it tries to change it to y'all. That's not how words work. Y'all. <laughs> so um, I got a couple of things for you. Well, I'll do that uh, next. Last week, I had the story of a 17-year-old girl who, with the help of euthanasia, killed herself in Netherlands, mm-hmm. and we were all aghast. Did they allow you children to do that? 
And apparently their laws do allow that for as young as 12 in that yep. country. With but that parental is, permission. But yeah. that is not what happened in this case. So while the world debated whether or not you should allow euthanasia at that age, that is not what happened in this case. It was misreported. So right. Never mind on that. Um, I just wanted to throw this in. We had the stat earlier that two-thirds of Iowa caucus goers say they're mostly concerned about picking someone that can beat Trump. Only one-third say the person needs to you know, reflect the issues the way I want them. That's amazing. It's pretty amazing. Well, especially because in the general, that might come back to haunt them. But it's worth noting that uh, President Trump, well, Donald Trump at the time. The guy from The Apprentice? Uh, just a citizen, just a civilian, announced he was running for president on June 16th of the year before the election. Oh so my. that would be a week from now. I mean, we're... It was 2015? Yeah. Yeah. In June of 2015, and so all these people have been in it, it seems like, for years. <laughs> right. I mean, people are already burned out. It seems like Beto's been running for a year. It seems like Elizabeth Warren's been running for a year. Trump didn't even announce. Going back in time further, as we keep expanding our election season, which is not good for anybody. Nobody wants it, and it's not good for anybody. You can blame us or the media or whatever. We don't have to cover it, and we don't, we don't cover it near as much as a lot of people. But Bill Clinton got in in October, so we'd be months away. From Bill Clinton even entering the race. Wow. Many months away. Like, so far away, it's not even worth talking about. Just in 92. Actually, he got in 91, October 91. Just before. So a couple of months before, uh, before a couple of months before Iowa. We've, we've, we've expanded all these election seasons. It's practically like sports now, to where you win the championship, and then they show up to training camp the next weekend. Right. Just, uh, well, nobody wants this. In the unlikely event that we're still employed in four years, I stand ready to take a vow not to even bring it up until the fall. The fall of the previous year from when yeah, I Yeah, exactly. The, of the comparable year to mm-hmm. this year. And you can feel free to, to quote your damn polls if you like your horse race. I will sit quietly and, and, and read, uh, I don't know, perhaps uh, poetry. I'll just be flipping through. I think I will never see something as lovely as a tree. I'll be reading that. <laughs> You're going through the Iowa polls. So Gwyneth Paltrow has more relationship advice for all of us. Uh, you remember she was consciously separating or whatever from the guy from Coldplay? Yes. When they split up. Conscious uncoupling. Conscious That's uncoupling. That's as, as opposed to unconscious uncoupling where you each hit yourselves in the head with a hammer? So and she, when you wake up, you're you're broken up. She got married to poor some poor dude uh, in September. Really? Uh, and God, that's that's a fool. And they spend four nights together and three nights apart is the way they're doing it. Ah, they she calls it. It's got a name for it. I'm sure polar polarity. Yes. All my married friends say this is the way that to live, and it sounds ideal, and we shouldn't change a thing. Says all her married friends. Um, she, it's in the idea of polarity in a relationship has gotten a thumbs up from her intimacy coach. So now polarity is not the name of his other girlfriend <laughs> mm. or a Coldplay album, but I don't, <laughs> I don't yet. Want, I don't want this little phrase to slide by All right. unmentioned. Yes. Polarity gets a thumbs up from Gwyneth's intimacy coach. Yes. <laughs> she has an intimacy coach. Nice. That helps the relationship and agrees nice. that 
Spending four nights together and three nights apart is a good way to maintain the polarity. I'll bet the intimacy coach speaks at the Goop conference. I'm sure he or she that does. House Frau's pay a zillion dollars to attend. An intimacy coach. Hmm. Four on, three off. What's interesting is her, her and people like her saying stuff like that out loud as if everybody is going to just either know what you're talking about or also has one and does the same thing sure. or just or thinks that that's normal and okay. Yeah. She doesn't even like slow down at all because she hangs out I suppose in Beverly Hills with other people who have intimacy coaches. How much of her act is premeditated and how much of it is just she's nuts? She's uh, an entitled wackadoo. I don't because know. if this is all premeditated, she's a genius. In today's uh, celebrity worshipping Instagram culture, it's where everybody aspires to look like a celeb and it's possible she just said hey, I'm not I'm not here to fix the world. This is what people are into. Enough people are into it. I'm going to take advantage of it. Right. Right. I'm going to talk about how I uh, as soon as I get off a plane, I go to a spa to detoxify from the plane and right. I'm going to, you know, how water has feeling. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to I'm going to uh, cook up a scheme. Let's see. Let me think about what would be really ridiculous. It's like the scammers who intentionally make their Nigerian prince emails ridiculous. Because if you go for the bait, they know you, they've got a live one. It's worth their time now. If they were like super smart and, and, and subtle and the rest of it, then you might get a lot more responses. But not every one of those responses would be a real prospect. So they intentionally make them dumb. This is true. So I've been thinking Gwyneth went with that whole, listen, I'm going to say if you shout at water and then water a plant, the plant gets hurt. <laughs> And anybody who doesn't immediately bellow, oh, that's bullish at me, I'll know I got a live one. Right. So if if that's her calculation, <clears throat> I've gone from contempt to a great admiration. There's probably a higher portion of people in like in L.A. and New York that have intimacy coaches. But I got to believe in most of the country, if you threw that phrase out at the, you know, amongst a bunch of people there at the Applebee's in Omaha. People say what now? Right, you got well, a yeah, what now? clearly. Is that just a marriage counselor? <laughs> Is that just a fancy pants name for a, a marriage counselor? What are you talking about, you weirdo? Intimacy coach. It's a marriage counselor that's trying to cast a wider net, so you don't have to be married to come see me. Well, it's Maybe not one of those sort of well, things. Well, yeah, there's that, uh, but even uh, intimacy coach sounds so much more pretentious than oh yeah, relationship no counselor. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, not you can even find close. a relationship counselor on every damn street corner in America, but an intimacy coach, and and you know he really doesn't help out with the housework. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't do housework or disciplining the children i i do intimacy i'm an intimacy coach share your darkest secret now right now (laughs) right now um i want to stab you (laughs) my darkest secret (laughs) you know what i think when i hear you say intimacy coach i think i want to stab you (laughs) isn't that interesting I think that you're would be a, intimate. What is the word? Charlatan. <laughs> <laughs> or crazy person. Yes. yes. Nathan Lane jokes with mom who brought her young son to vulgar play. So Nathan Lane, who's one of my favorite actors. He's hilarious. He is fantastic. Spotted a kid in the audience of his outrageously body play Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus. I don't know this play, uh, but it's a hot thing in Manhattan, apparently. The Tonys were last night. Did you watch? Neither did I. Um... He, st- he actually stopped in the middle of the I show. I have an hour-long retrospective on the Tonys I'm hoping to do. So Nathan Lane's doing this body play, and he actually <laughs> uh, stops, gets out of character, and says, Hey, how old is that kid? And the mom says, He's five. 
And Nathan Lane said, um, you brought a five-year-old to this show. Boy, mommy's going to have a lot of explaining to do. And the crowd roared with laughter. Yeah. That elicited roars of laughter. Later, during a monologue about penises, Lane once again broke character, turning to the mom and said, you still think this was a good idea? <laughs> Before going back into character. Wow. Wow. It's good to be him. I mean, at some point, I'm, I'm sure you think, you know, it's not my job to decide what age kid you should bring to the whatever play. Mm. But you would think, what, what are you doing? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's an ongoing one. I can't tell which kids are telling the truth or not, but my uh, my third graders always talking about, oh, yeah, all my friends have seen blank TV show or movie or whatever. And I don't know if they're telling the truth or not. They could be bragging about stuff they haven't seen, but. Uh, parents can have wildly different views of what's appropriate for whatever age. Oh, sure, sure. Well, and you get two kids who have neglectful parents or whatever, and then the third kid who said, oh, yeah, I saw it too, just to be on their plane, and then everybody's seen it, you know? Kid comes home complaining. <laughs> but it's all right. We all did it. Oh, you God. Get, you have a kid, they'll do it. So I left a little early on Friday because at my third grader's school, they were doing this thing called Pioneer Day, and I had to man the table for making homemade lanterns. So I was I was helping the kids do that, where you had a tin can, um, you poked holes in it with uh, some nails, and oh. you put a little wire handle on it, and candles in the bottom and Please. stuff like that. Yeah. Good, good, like you know, school sort of stuff. Yeah. Watching a bunch of third graders with hammers and sharp objects Oof. was about as stressful as anything I've ever done in my <laughs> oh, life. Oh, boy, they lose a that, finger, it's on you. I did that for like two hours, and I thought I was going to pass out. Wow. Trying to keep them from hitting each other, and the hammer put a claw in their eye or cut their <laughs> finger off with the nail or whatever. Good God, I thought it was going to kill me. Yikes. I said to every teacher, I don't know how you do this all day, every day. This is killing me. And the, and the teacher said, every parent says that every year, <laughs> which I found funny. Beautiful. Armstrong and Getty.